say like maybe this is um, a discussion about art because I have a deep appreciation for it yeah. and I, I need to share it because I mean it's a platform at the yeah. end of the day how do you feel about being on here today I, I, I think that I, I've not asked that question to any of my um, guests yeah. and I would really like to pose that to you how do I feel like being on here yeah like and how do you see maybe you steering a conversation and using your voice to talk about writing and art and yeah. all of its many multi-dimensionalities of it yeah. Honestly, it's it's a real pleasure. It's um, uh, it's an honor to be a guest on your show as well. It's really important, I think, for me as as like as someone who's trying to make it as like a creative, as an artist, as a writer, to get over the bump of like talking about your own work in a more positive light. You know? Absolutely. Because it's I was just talking to you, you know, you yeah. and Sahadev before. It's like who am I to really like talk about my work, make up my work, etc. Um, but I think I you know I also enjoy being here because it's very reflective for me as well. Yeah. I've never really some of the questions you you've asked me so far, some of the questions you will ask me are probably questions that I need to ask myself. Okay. You know, and it's good for me to um, it's a good opportunity for me to ground myself with someone else. Uh, yeah. And and really uh, be in a space where I am appreciate it for one yes um and push hey bitch hey bitch you're now listening to hey bitch with yasmin arisa and pravin nair stream today on spotify and apple podcasts see you on the show Hey everyone, or more importantly and more appropriately, hey bitch, uh, it's Pravin, one of two co-hosts from Hey Bitch, as you probably know. Welcome back to another Saturday episode. Um, I want to first, I'd like to first start off by explaining my sabbatical and why Hey Bitch has basically taken a more or less two or three week hiatus um okay so let me rewind it um the last episode that came out was with phil Wu. um shout out to phil for being on the episode was really thankful um do check that episode out we talked about the state of fashion and more um more in detail what we liked what we didn't like and then um Right after that, I was basically planning a couple of things on my end job-wise. I recently started a role. We'll not get too much into that. And um, I was sick for a while. And I've been sick for a while, like on and off. Either it's a cold or something to do with my gut health um taking more control of it shout out to alia for introducing me to probiotics um and i'm really excited to have her on the episode um anyway i'm sorry i'm just kind of trailing here i apologize but basically after i recorded the episode with phil and after the last the last episode came out um i was just doing a lot of work stuff um on my end with the magazines that I work for I got sick um my partner came down we went to Singapore for a couple of days um 
I, I just took a I, I just took a much needed break because I I just been like full steam ahead and I think it's also really important to ground and reset. Um, because I tend to not have like a great separation with like my work life and I'm trying to find a balance now that I'm working from home. Uh and then I got I had my birthday. Um so I just turned 26 uh 10 days ago, um, uh, which is really exciting because um and as I come into myself and the more and more I realize like what life really is about and the more and more I understand astrology, um, I, I've just come to realize that, um, you know, life is really about balance. And for the longest time I've struggled with essentially finding equilibrium in my life um, and having so many Libra placements in my life. Um, sorry, in my birth chart just means that, you know, like good, the good things and the bad things can happen in tandem. And it's really how you make sense of it and navigate your life with it. And yeah, and that's pretty much the sabbatical. I just really needed to ground myself. And turning 26 was a pretty big deal to me. Like I had a birthday party, um, and it just so happened that it happens that um, a lot of my other friends are back home during this period. So Anisha's back home. Um, Jordan came back and Nazrul just came back. I'm not so sure if I should be revealing that, Naz, I'm sorry. But I'm really excited to spend time with them. Uh, and since Jordan was back, Jordan was back, I had asked him um, to be on the podcast. So that's what today's episode is going to be about. Um a conversation with Jordan Chan, um, a multidisciplinary fine artist and writer. And we go over how art basically exists in a multitude of universes, many Venn diagrams, basically, and in many circles. Um, and I'm actually really excited to explore this idea of um, identities um, circulating in many, many different multitudes. Um, and what we talked about includes the likes of, you know, what art is, what community, community, community is, sorry, I'm swallowing my words, um, what uh, art is outside of institution, what, how do you exist outside of um, institutional um, structures, like uh, education, for example, or work, or uh, along the lines of that. And um, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be having on some really interesting guests, um, Alia, who's technically taken on the role of manager for the podcast, has um, arranged for a number of really interesting and big name guests that's going to be on and that I'm really excited to be talking to as well. And um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I'm not going to give away too much in the start of the episode, but um, here's the convergence of the art and its convergences in the world with Jordan Chan. And this is part one of the episode and tune in next week for the second part. And I hope you really enjoy it. Hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another week of Hey, Bitch. Um, you'll pro- probably have already heard in the intro that um, I took a kind of a sabbatical, but that's not really what I'm going to be talking about right now or um, anyway. Sorry, I'm drawling. I'm kind of nervous, very excited. Today we have on Jordan Chan, um, FKA Jordan. Jordan, hi. Hello. How are you today? Good, good. Um, so I just want to introduce 
um, Jordan to our listeners from my perspective. And then I'm going to ask him slash them <laughs> to introduce themselves. Um, also to preface, I'm sorry if I sound a little nervous. I haven't done a recording in a couple of weeks because I've just been really preoccupied. Um, I'll explain it later. But anyway, I met Jordan um, first during Mulazin's Patriotisma um, shoot. Um, I was introduced to him by two of my little children, um, Yasmin and Nurin, who are still remaining my children, if you guys are listening. Um, hey! Anyway, that said, Jordan has become my third um, adoptee. <laughs> third child. Third child, yes. And um, also, personally, I like to go around saying that he's my Sofia Coppola. Um... Other descriptors have been Jordan is a man written by a woman, and I cannot agree more. I told you that, Yasmin, because I was because someone told Vicky that. Oh, really? Okay. It's probably Yasmin. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, uh, a talented videographer, photographer, writer, artist. Anyway, everybody, Jordan Chan. So, Jordan, why don't you introduce yourself to Hey Bitches listeners? Yes. Thank you so much for your um really, really generous introduction. Um, yeah, so my name is Jordan. I studied fine art and writing. Most of my practice uh, revolves around video work, I would say, but most recently I have been engaged in a lot of performance related work yeah. um, because of my friends, mm-hmm. my close friends who are also performance artists. But I think um, what really grounds my creative practice is writing. Um, as I've mentioned to you before, everything that I think about, um, I think starts with writing. It's the, I feel most comfortable when I'm writing because I get to experience all of my ideas on paper. It gives me a bit more direction. And I feel like if I don't write my ideas down, if I don't kind of, if I don't write down the story, I can't see the space in front of it. Faham. And then when I have space in front of me, I can then kind of um, diversify the mediums in which I'm interested in. Okay. Yeah, um, and, you know. I just want to clarify that um, before we talk about your writing and what you've done, basically, let's find meaning in what you've just said in, in a sense that <laughs> there's a meme attached to that saying. Um, I'll explain it later. Um, anyway, um, when you talk about writing, um, I, I think it's very much you digging, like, and finding its root, um, because if I were to explain it of what I understand of what you're saying is that your, your final idea is rooted from the process of writing. Is that, is that correct? Am I getting Yeah, everything starts with writing. Okay. And I think that's very admirable because, um, everybody can write it's really how you deliver your writing um it's like in ratatouille right like for cultural reference culturally everybody can cook yeah it's like how how much of practice you're willing to put in it so i think the question the biggest question of the day that i want to post to you right now is did you always know that you're going to be a writer no not at all um i interestingly i you know when you were studying in primary school. Yeah. And then you had um uh you had to write essays. Yes. Um I memorized 
all of the essays from like all of the revision books. Okay. And I'm not sure if you remember, but like in um Malay exams, yeah. you had to pick the topic and it's like you either write about A, which is like story, yes. B, which is about something, and then C usually is like a scenario and then Tiba Tiba. So like is, creative writing. Yeah, continuous oh. story. Okay. So I memorized this um specifically um a specific story called Kamalangan Jalan Raya. Okay. And um just for a translation, that means accident on the highway. Yeah. Uh and yeah, it, you know how it goes, right? Like literally yeah. something happens, a car crash, and you go and help, you call the ambulance and you yeah. So I memorized it and I I used that as a template for all of my Malay exams. Okay. And okay. I got like ninety-nine percent for like quite a lot of it because okay. I memorized it and it would be like maybe like in 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 Senate three. It would be like, oh, I'm shopping with my mom, and then diva diva, and then I'm like, come on, right? Okay. And then the next one, same thing. Okay. Next year, same thing. So, I love. I I I've always written in that sense. I've read, um, a lot of uh, after Conan Doyle's books. Oh, I was young. I had. You I was, were into Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah, I was a bit of um that kind of like crime. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mystery novel reader kind of person, uh, but I stopped for a long time because I got into uh filmmaking. I loved watching films. And then when I started studying fine art, my main medium was uh, video and installations. Um, and then I also wrote a lot academically to pass my, my university. So writing has always been there, but it has never been in like the spotlight. It was always secondary. Secondary, probably like, you know, um, as a means of getting to a particular place, you know? Yeah. And then after I graduated fine art, I looked at my own practice and I asked myself if I really enjoy uh, creating videos, creating installations. Um, and I, I, I think the, the, uh, the more pessimistic side of me was like, it's really, really difficult like, to, to produce your own videos, to edit your own videos, fair. To, to plan it all out. Um, I did a little bit of freelance in that sense. But... It was a really tiring experience and I reflected upon that. I was like, what do I like the most about this whole process? And I really like uh, writing. So I, when, when I was put in a position where I had to decide what I want my practice to develop into, I decided to explore this aspect of writing in my creative practice. And I have to say, like, since then, I've been exposed to so many different practices which are similar to mine. Some of them are, some of my closest friends are poets, some of them are performance artists, some mm -hmm. of them are also filmmakers, um, sculptors and all, but they all as well um, write. And yeah. Yeah. Wait, sculpt sculptors write? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, is it like a, to accompany the piece or like? Uh, or... Yeah, sometimes they, it's like um, to accompany the piece to have some uh, sort of like material narrative. Yeah. Just so that it's not as... Uh, so that their work doesn't sit in solitude. Yeah. Um. You can insert your own position, uh, your own self into your work as much as possible. Uh, sorry, more. Mm -hmm. No. Um. So that's why I've heard from some of my friends who are um into like three D and stuff like that. So, I think, yeah, being able to have explored writing as my creative practice as well has been really, really fruitful in that sense. I really, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's, um, dial it back to your roots in terms of where you graduated from. So um, just to give you listeners, all of your listeners, a little 
timeline as to Jordan's life. Um, also, I just want to preface that I think, and I know for a fact that a lot of the guests that I bring on, for example, like in the case of Jordan today, these are really important voices that I want to bring on to the podcast because it offers a perspective and that's what Hey Bitch is essentially about. We have serious topics and then we have a lot of topics about levity, but I wouldn't call this a serious topic, but more so like in Jordan, would you say like maybe this is um a discussion about art because I have a deep appreciation for it yeah. and I, I need to share it because I mean, it's a platform at the yeah. end of the day. How do you feel about being on here today? I I, I think that I, I've not asked that question to any of my um guests yeah. and I would really like to pose that to you. How do I feel like being on here? Yeah, like, and how do you see maybe you steering a conversation and using your voice to talk about writing and art and yeah. all of its many multi-dimensionalities of it? Yeah. Honestly, it's it's a real pleasure. It's um, uh, it's an honor to be a guest on your show as well. It's really important, I think, for me as as like as someone who's trying to make it as like a creative, as an mm-hmm. artist, as a writer, to get over the bump of like talking about your own work in a more positive light you know absolutely because it's i was just talking to you you know you yeah. and sahadev before it's like who am i to really like talk about my work make up my work etc um but i think i you know i also enjoy being here because it's very reflective for me as well yeah i've never really some of the questions you you've asked me so far some of the questions you will ask me are probably questions that i need to ask myself okay you know and it's good for me to um, it's a good opportunity for me to ground myself with someone else. Uh, yeah, you know, and and really, uh, be in a space where I am appreciated for one. Yes. Um, and pushed. Okay. Challenged. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the yeah. show. Like, it's an honor because I've been like, um, I haven't seen you in almost yeah, what two three years already since yeah. like the pandemic. We didn't meet, and then. We worked with Anmula. Yeah. You so what happened was um I think just as we came out of the pandemic and when I was in Langkawi with my partner, you reached out saying that you wanted to drop a piece on Mula. And yeah. like I do sub-editing as well. Like um and you dropped a really personal piece about getting your haircut. Yeah. And I found it very touching. Um Listeners can read it on the website when we're back online. Um, I'm pushing Jordan to give me pictures okay, so it okay, goes okay, out. Okay. Yeah. Um, but basically, like I was in this like little journey about like growing out my own hair as well because I've had this really complex um relationship with my hair. Okay. Um, to be frank, I lost it. Yeah. And I I found it very intimate how you related to another human being. Yeah lensed yourself and then put yourself in his shoes and like told a story and it really showed your capability as a storyteller and ultimately at its core a writer um I don't want to give too much away into that but how would you say instead let me steer it this way when did you start writing um you more so for yourself because to me when I posed you the question, did you always know that you're going to be a writer? Yeah. Um, I think for me, I asked myself that question a lot. I've had my question, um, sorry, I've had my writing questioned time and time again because I don't have any formal background yeah. in it. Um, and I actually started writing just for fun because I was very frustrated as a child and I used to write about running away from like the the complexities of 
a seven-year-old, right? Yeah. And like, I was actually given that green light from my aunt. She was like, actually, this is a good story. You just need to keep writing so it gets better. And I think I took a lot of that, like a lot of the things that I do today is actually just an attempt at doing something. Yeah. And then somebody affirms it in like in passing. And I take it very seriously because I'm, I mean, I'm not saying that I put them on a pedestal, but what I'm saying is that I think I, for the longest time, have suffered with a lot of, self-doubt I, I I still do I, I think as an artist like we all it's do good. yeah like I, I suppose like do you suffer from self-doubt yeah um I think what you've said um is really like there's a lot to unpack there yeah I think the best way I can kind of like you know continue this conversation right is Please. to actually um pick up where I left off about me being here mm. I think me being here is a very it's a blessing only because like I'm, here where just to clarify with you right now oh shit okay talking about things that matter to us creatively yes because once you graduate out of like our education you don't like being able to surround yourself in an environment where other people can give you constructive critical feedback yeah or your own creative practices yeah. is really really rare really yeah i think um you know when you talk about like formal education and creative work like yeah. writing etc like our education is on the surface like it's not a scam, I would say, personally, in my experience. Uh-huh. But, like, I think there is still a misconception that you are there to um, learn from traditional pedagogy. Pedagogy? Pedagogy. Yeah, pedagogy. How yeah. do you say the word? Um, whereas when you put yourself in art education, you are really learning from your peers instead. And once you, yeah, learning from your peers, like yeah. what your um, studio mates do, what your student mates think of your work. Yeah. But once you get out of, once you graduate and once you're out of the institution, like it's really difficult to get yourself in that sense again because they are ultimately what drives your creative practice. They're Correct. Challenges you. So being able to like talk about anything that's creative here with you is um, a real blessing. Um, And can you, before I continue, can you just remind me what the question was again? The question was, when did you start seeing yourself as a writer like yeah. yeah yeah so um i think a lot of people as well like when we talk about like our own practices they you know you recognize me as like a filmmaker correct and and, and a storyteller yeah exactly one but when i met you i was like oh i it's interesting i've never really thought about myself as like a filmmaker for a long time because yeah. i haven't made anything visual or you know uh, video related in a long time um but i think you know writing and video practice they kind of like bleed into each other because of course you have to have a story exactly to make it into a different medium I, I i honestly don't see myself as much of a storyteller as i am an observer because when i make my films yeah it's more of a documentation for myself yeah and it's 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 what i what i have seen mm-hmm. and what i would like to see um i know like you know the traditional consensus that like is that story is the most important thing in the video and i do agree that to a certain extent but there is from you know in my experience when i make videos i'm i'm observing you know when i'm writing i'm also writing about what i have seen yeah and i think that is uh kind of where i sit in relation to this question of like how did my writing practice kind of like develop yes like a guru um like i said i've writing has always been in my practice it's just taken on a different particular position you know yeah 
do you okay because we're talking about like marks in time moments in time when I ask when I post the question when did you see yourself as a writer yeah um let me give let me put myself and in, in the center of that just to give some clarity I was seven or eight it was a hot Saturday afternoon and I think only after years of reflecting on it did I realize that like maybe that was truly the first time that I like like as an adult maybe that was the mark in my life where I saw like potential to being a writer yeah because um I started writing short stories Mm. very young and then I transitioned almost seamlessly into poetry and my um long form writing is not as um um how do you say um firm as my poetry because I think poetry writing and prose writing comes very seamlessly to me I can hear you talk right now and it would just take me 15 minutes to write you something really emotional and like you know just like basically I'm what I'm I'm taking it and feeding it back to you in like a different different medium right because that's what poetry is it's, yeah. a, it's a medium of storytelling yeah and I've always seen that but I've been reflecting a lot like uh, I think moving out and being on my own and I think this is something that I really want to hear you talk about because you're currently living in London. You're yeah. back home for a bit. So thankful to have you, yeah. like, you know, your time. Um, And I think moving out has really offered me a lot of reflection as to these really, how I consider myself as a human being, yeah. what I do. And I think to me, I really like this quote so much. So I'm going to quote it, yeah. um, not verbatim. Um. Basically, it's from Rachel Cusk's The Second Place. I love her fucking work, right? And in the story, she writes about this artist who lives in her second home in, like, um, the Marsh area. Um, But it's, like, from the perspective of somebody else, not Rachel Cusk writing about it. But, like, it's based on a story in her life because she's an observer. And what she's doing is that she's taking these things and observing them and then, like, regurgitating them in, like, fiction. Really cool stuff writers do, right? And... She says, like, um, and I quote very loosely, she says, I'm like a dog. I keep digging and digging and digging to find the bare bulb truths, basically. Because that is just in her nature to do that. And when I read that, like, I was so resonated. I I resonated so closely to that. I started writing a short story from it, um, which is what I'm trying to base my manuscript from my book on it, Mm. which is kind of crazy, actually. And the more and more I keep digging, the more and more I keep finding, oh, I do this because of that. But really nothing is set in stone. And I think I'm like already veering away from the whole point of this conversation. But let's talk about the moments in your life and maybe when you consider it. If it's too personal, we can yeah. move on. But I would really love to hear that because I think delving back into the memories of the past yeah, and trying to find some levity and some positivity in yeah. them like can give you better understanding to your craft as yeah. well. Opinions, th- thoughts. That's a that's a that's a really good question. I think. Um, I think when writing started to take more of a uh, like a a bigger role in my life, and and a bigger part of my personality. Yeah. Was when I reflected upon the films I've made, the okay. videos I've made, um, the moving image works I've I've put in like galleries and stuff like that. I galleries. Yeah, I didn't know you presented your work in galleries. Yeah, no, so like, um, we, you know, Uname. Yes. Yeah, when we have like group shows. Yeah. Um, some some people paint, some people from. I mostly made, uh, video work. Okay. 
Um, so I, yeah, like I said, I, I write before I, I let any other kind of like mediums enter my ideas. Um, and I reflected upon like all of these uh, video-based works that I've made. And I was wondering if I was being as truthful as I could to the story, to the subject, to myself. And, you know, I, yes, I, to some to some certain extent I was, but, you know, I'm like wondering how am I not being as truthful as I possibly can? I think mm -hmm. I would love to be more truthful. And I was wondering, you know, what are some of these obstacles? And I think obviously when you make anything that's visual based, you, you kind of think about how it will be presented, how people will receive it. Um, so it's always that you know story and 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 your personal kind of like angle when you approach all these video books will always be in contest with um everything else that's visual. Yeah. Which one takes like the driving seat in your films? You know, are you trying to show cool like imagery or are you trying to tell a story? Some, yeah. they're always gonna be in contention with each other. So would you say like it, there's a difficulty in finding balance in them it's not a difficulty like sometimes they can be in contest and yeah. that's part of the work you know yeah. sometimes they can complement each other and yeah. it'll be like it'll you know add to the storytelling and whatnot i think me personally i looked back at it and i was like i i, I definitely felt like i was getting too invested into how it looked yeah okay and then i was like okay let me just you know take a step back um and reevaluate what i was writing yeah right because surely there was some truths in there. Okay, and so great starter for like digging into memories. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, I looked at my writing and I was like, wow, I write really, really like, um, there's so much more space that I could give uh -huh. to my writing. And So would you say like, um, previously you were just skimming on the surface and now you're willing to take a dive? Yeah, so it's about how honest I can be when I'm writing. Um, and I'm still trying to like push myself to be as vulnerable as honest as I can in my writing mm -hmm. and I think I you know when when you talk about my video work like I'm not definitely I'm definitely not like saying that I'm never gonna make video work again yeah um obviously I still have uh, interest in doing that but like I would love to see how my video practice turns out after I explore how I can better improve my writing yeah so it's yeah I think I, I don't know who told me this I might have read it somewhere or someone might have told me this but it's like stop trying to write for everybody. Just oh like, yeah, yeah. Like just write for one person in your mind and see how honest you can be and uh -huh. how close to, um, your your feelings as as you can get. You know, and then from there, compare and like reflect. So yeah, that's my current um practice yeah, basically. I'm, where I'm at. That's yeah. very admirable. I like how you dug back in time to like find where maybe like Yeah, because like I looked at my video sorry, I looked at my video work and I no, was like please be loud. Um, I was like, I looked at my video work and I was like, this is not very good. <laughs> you know? This but this is my personal opinion. Okay, fair. That's very fair. And I was like, okay, I, I think self-doubt is doubt is good as well because I'm, you know, if if no one's gonna like um really be critical of my work, I have to be critical of my work. So I think like, it's healthy, like you mentioned exactly, earlier. Exactly, yeah. So I'm experimenting with this process of um, uh, not necessarily improvement because that is obviously very subjective, but mm -hmm. how can I make work that I like? Fair. Yeah. I, I think lately I've been... um. So I don't know if you know, as in like I'm talking to the listeners, hey guys, I don't know if you know that I recently launched a Substack and uh, I kind of put it out everywhere, just basically letting everybody know that I wrote my first short story in what seemed like almost a decade. And it was really moving to me because I I didn't know I had the capacity to write 
short stories like this in me again because I don't for now I don't think I have the capacity to write poems for myself um when I started love stories I don't know if you know I have I do yeah yeah okay yeah thank you for recognizing that yeah, yeah. yeah but when I started love stories it was actually this homage to my partner like um selfishly enough I wanted my work and my love to be immortalized forever I had read a poem I think by Keats or something or something or someone I mean <laughs> and like I was like oh shit like you know love lives on after you're long gone and I'm very much a lover at yeah. heart and I wanted to do that from for us both and for a long time I only focused on poetry and I like negated long-form writing and then suddenly something clicked and I was having this like itch within me to start writing my manuscript mm. uh, been really wanting to work on writing my fiction novel for a very long time I think I knew that I was going to be a writer when I was 15. I decided, like, I'm going to have a book out and yeah. multiple books. Yeah. I think, like, that's this innate thing within me, like, in whatever form, form that I create, whether it's visual storytelling, photography, there's always a story attached to it. Yeah. And now talking to you and understanding that the roots of my writing is just essentially an extension of every single thing that I do in an art form, yeah. visual or in um written format, is actually really mind open like eye-opening yeah. I would say yeah. but anyway the point of the story is that um, I've kind of like made a switch right now and I feel guilty because I'm not committing to my poetry as okay, much as yeah, I yeah. want to yeah. and I feel like I'm letting that part of myself down in one way or the other because honestly all it takes is just, just for me to sit in front of somebody and yeah. write. And that's so easy, right? Because yeah. what I'm doing is just acting as a mirror. Yeah. But the moment I do that for myself, I am somehow stumped. Yeah. Like um, for me, writing and listening to music and being immersed in movies is like riding a wave in the ocean or like driving around a bend on a hot, sunny Sunday. Yeah. And like, I can just hear the the leaves rustling. Like it's like this weird, like, um, um, synesthete kind of trait yeah. I feel um there's like these images that play in my head when it comes to like conveying emotion from the heart and then pulling it from the brain and then like moving my limbs and arms and yeah. like onto paper and then digitizing it forever yeah yeah and that's what I wrote in test one two yeah yeah, yeah. um which is like how difficult I've been finding it mm -hmm. to just basically remember I think that's my one of my biggest inner struggles yeah and do you feel like that about your art? Because I'm, I'm, um, I think this is the second time you've mentioned in like the short span that you're feeling a little, um, is the word dissonant, apt, or maybe foreign away from your mm. video work, and because you're focusing more so on your writing. Yeah. Um, no, I think I, I don't feel, I, I, I don't think I feel as guilty. Yeah. As you have described, because. I feel like personally, I'm as as far as my creative practices, uh, as I, I as far as I know my own creative practice, I think I've been quite open mm. to mm -hmm. uh different mediums, absolutely, um, different stories, uh, different concerns. You know, not just in my creative practice, but in my life. So, I think maybe this is a bad thing, but I've been quite good at just dropping something and Fair. like. Let me just look at this instead for yeah. a bit, you know? Um, no, but you need that, though. Because yeah, then, that's like, why I was, like, when you were talking about, like, feeling guilty about not writing poems, like, the first thing I thought, you know, like, it's, I totally understand because you, like, 
you know, poetry is probably like your most honest self or whatnot. And but it's also the easiest to be. Yes, but being uncomfortable is like probably like your typical finance bro's biggest advice, and <laughs> probably the only advice they know. But also, I would say like we have our whole entire lives. Fair, you know, fair to write about anything, to to do anything, and like, it's okay to just be like, this is a bit too much for me right now. Yeah, let me go somewhere else that makes me a bit more happy. Yeah, um, because sometimes you know the last thing you want is your your favorite kind of like way to express yourself creatively to be a burden. You know, and yeah, it be. And, and that's what it's been feeling like yeah. a burden. And that happens. Me. That's perfectly fine. Like oh. sometimes, like I like I was just saying it. You know, um. For a while, I, I looked at my videos and I was like, I don't know where else to go and it's not making me happy. So let me try explore another aspect of my creative practice, which is writing. And um, yeah, so I've been much more into that recently only because like, you know, I think you know, people like us nowadays, like it's very obvious that we are overstimulated. Yeah. Yeah. Pleasing interests. Our attention span is like this big. Are you on TikTok? I took. I deleted TikTok. Sorry, what? I, I deleted TikTok. You did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that was like deleting TikTok was not hard for me. Fair. Yeah, because yeah, um, yeah, it was not hard for me. I don't know why, but I just never really felt um that connected to TikTok as I am maybe to like Twitter or something. Are you on Twitter a lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, so like um, I'm on Twitter a lot. Um. And yeah, I I I definitely do think that you shouldn't like you know hold yourself accountable to like being only a poet. Fair, because you're so much more than that. I'm sure you know. Uh-huh. Um, I've only started recently, truly and openly experimenting with photography. Yeah, because um I have this thing where I feel like if I'm not gonna be good at it, I have like immediate resistance to learning things. Yeah. Um, and so even though I. I know for a fact, like, I'm not going to deny this. I do have a keen eye for detail. Like, you put me behind a camera and I'm going to work my way to getting, like, the best possible shot. Yeah. Even as candid as it can be, right? I just don't know how to work, like, aperture and, like, yeah. frames per second and, yeah. like, adjusting every single manual function on a camera. Yeah. I think there's also this, like, big hesitance to, like, learn because it's so difficult to yeah. me. Like, it's a preconceived notion, obviously. Yeah. And I'm learning to tell myself that it's unfair yeah. to hold myself back. You know, I, I, I don't know where I um got this kind of perception. Um I, I, I can't remember if someone or like a group of people were I was in a discussion where people were talking about her. Um or I just read online or something like that. But I, I remember hearing the consensus that like Susan Sontag yeah, the notes and camp yeah author greatest kind of like American essayist yeah nonfiction writer of all time. One of them, you know, there's so many. Yeah. Um, her fiction is not very well received. Really? Yeah. Like I, I that's what I've heard. I've not read her fiction stuff, but like whenever I, I remember being in a discussion about about Susan Sontag and they're like, yeah, you know, best nonfiction writer as well. But fiction, you know, she should stick to essays and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But, but like you know, she's well published. Yeah. Like I think it's. I always remember. Um, I think I, I might have heard on like. Um, two people talking about um on photography or either like on aesthetics something like that um by Susan Sontag and yeah one of the most well respected American essayists can't write fiction in their eyes and it's just like I always remind myself that you know it's like you never know if you can or cannot until you just like 
do it. Yeah, and I'm like trying with this now as a writer. Yeah, but as... also I think like from what you've told me, it's also to remember that like a perspective is not necessarily the blind truth of anything. Yes. Because at the end of the day, if you know you can do it, who's yeah. to say, who's anybody to say you cannot do it, you know? Yeah. Like, I think a big transformational point in my life last year was like having an editor uh like question my writing yeah and it was actually very like debilitating brutal it's so brutal but so necessary because the way i look at it now it's like oh my god like like i'm re like i I, i'm in this phase of my life where i'm just like going through every single archive of my written work on like websites like uh, uh, digital publications i'm like holy shit i don't think i had the substance for like uh, writing but i did it anyway like great to be proud of yourself but also honored to see that like I can grow I can change and also the other perspective is that I'm giving my old self acceptance and the fact that I was 24 23 Mm. 25 like you know and now I'm 26 and something in my brain clicked and suddenly I can write better and I think that's the whole thing about growing up and growing older is that you're holding like a really long knife sharpener and your knife is basically your like tool to like put your work out and you're just consistently sharpening it again and again and again Mm. so yeah i think with with time and practice i think we both can be great at what we do yeah i think it's really good that's why um i i I have so much interest in like you know surrounding myself with people like you yeah and um other writers and you know creative practitioners who would just be like actually what are you actually saying here? Like, you know, challenge you. you yeah, like, yeah. Like, just, asking yeah, questions. Let me just delete that because you don't need that. I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, I don't need that. But also, the need to ask, but why though? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Of course, yeah. It's yeah. always about, like, exchange. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Honestly, very honored that you think yeah. of me that way. No. Because, yeah. like, um, how do I say this? I've never seen myself as a practitioner of art. I'm yeah. only very recently... Yeah. Um, where I'm like putting myself on a pedestal. I think it's about time I did that. Not to say that I'm like like some egomaniac or something, but I think it's necessary as an artist to maybe like validate yourself. Yeah. Because um, um, uh, uh, how do you say like criticisms, like self criticism, yeah, external criticism, and also um, what's this thing called imposter syndrome? Yeah. Yeah. Like I think it's so innate within yeah. a creator. How do you feel about that? I think criticism is good. I think um, it's, you know, it's how we kind of put a pin on what is good and what is bad. Okay. You know, obviously, like, art is subjective, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But, like, why is it subjective, you know? And it's, like, <laughs> asking. Yeah, again, we, yeah, we need to, like, it's important to not necessarily, you know, it's not as important to uh, talk about what it is as much as it, as much as it is to talk about what it isn't, you know. Um, Could you elaborate on that? By like the process of elimination. Uh-huh. It's like obviously when when we when we look at a piece of art or yeah. when we look at writing and stuff like that, it can be many things. Yeah. But and that that's what's good about it. Yeah. But, you know, in terms of like criticism and like um trying to understand why this is good and why this is bad. Yes. To understand what it is not. Yes. What is it trying to be? And what it's what's the opposite of what exactly it's like. yeah um like the other side of the coin yeah it's like you know um 
have an opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it's like have an opinion. It's not that deep, you know. And you can, I'm not saying always be different or always look to like celebrate. Like criticisms are valid. Exactly. I, I feel like in the art world as a whole, like how, what what do you say about criticism and like in terms of, okay, like to give like an example, fashion criticism like from writers toward designers not received very well at all as a matter of fact like it's frowned upon because of like it being a billion dollar industry okay. opinions and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like the same in the art world right like um artists have thrown like tantrums yeah like just because they like receive a bad review if we want to give like true context i think uh, in Ratatouille, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like another cultural yeah. reference, I think Gusto died of heartbreak. Yes. like he lost a Michelin. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that's that's a uh... okay. I can't really. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I don't I don't know anything really about fashion, right? Yeah. But like, when it comes to you know, engaging in conversation, engaging in discussion, you know, engaging in criticism, I think it's important to understand that the last thing you want to do it, be is elitist. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, like, like, I know better than you. It's like, yeah, this is not good, this is not, this is bad, whatever, okay, and then what? You know, I mean, like, you have, I think it's important to um surround ourselves with opinions, with criticism, with feedback that is a bit more, um, you know, uplifting. Yeah. And it actually has a direction. Yes, you know? correct. Um because in the end, right, it's 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 a personality. You know, you if you don't have an opinion that is for the like that has direction, that has yeah, um, it, you just don't comes across as dry and like you have no personality. I think literally it's that. okay if you don't like this color. You know, it's okay if you don't like um, you know, how this looks. But like, you know, yeah share a little bit about why right? because it tells me about you yes in, in in a non in you know non-traditional way of like just i'm i work here i'm this i'm this old you know i i drive to work i take you know yeah it's, it, it's almost as a as though to say like a lot of people as we continue the voyage into the digital age because it's so easy to share opinions everybody wants to subscribe to being a hater yeah because it's easier it's so easy right to hate on something and then when you really ask yourself like like from an outside view like pov like from where i stand and you really question like actually what is there to hate about yeah these things and then when you pose them the question, they get very defensive. Yeah. And like, what do you think about like this need for a lot of people? Like, I'm not sure if this is your reality or if you're like, you know, made observations around this. Yeah. But like, how do you feel about like the hate train that's like going around, especially now before we move on to maybe another um segment on the podcast where we talk about something yeah. else? I'd love to hear your opinions on this. Okay. I... I... Don't really know uh what you're talking about only because I don't think I've been surrounded by I mean you know I'm I'm blessed to not have been surrounded by so real blind hate so real so real so real yeah so I've been very lucky that I've um, been surrounded by people who actually um help me develop as a creative yes. help tell me exactly what works and what doesn't um and not just that I'm shit you know um yeah. it's good in that sense I I I'm very lucky in that sense. But, you know, wherever I am, I always try to be as honest as I can to um, anyone that I come across, 
uh, friends or not, yeah. um, you know, about their creative practice, about their work. Um, I try to keep a remind. I, I, I try to remind myself that, you know, not to, uh, that I'm entitled to be as honest as I can, you know, and, and if I don't uh, think something works, you know, I, I, I will say, yeah. And, I, and I'll try to um, put that into words. I'll try to find a reason. I'll try to understand why I feel that way. Um, this doesn't even apply to art, to be honest. Just in life, just like be brutally honest with you know one another. Yeah. Um, but also to say like, you don't have to be mean spirit. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's 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 um it's a conversation, you know. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be so cutthroat. I would love to give you context if yeah. you are. Would you like me to give you context? Yeah. So being on Twitter and being on the stand side of Twitter, are you familiar with stands? Yeah. So a lot of people love. Like you know, they're artists, and like you know, they yeah. they 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 make claims to like yeah. like big household names, and then like if there's somebody competing against somebody else, yeah. or like like okay, for example, like I like Taylor, right? Mm. I think she's a really good like songstress, mm-hmm. lyricist. Like that pen is always on fire. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. and Lana, for yeah, example. Yeah. And then suddenly, like like we talk about Lana's. Did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? I don't know if you've listened to it. Have you listened to it? No. Dude, it is so good. Okay, like okay. lyrically, it's I mean, like every single song, it's like her most personal album to date. And I don't know, I'm grieving like because a lot of people hold this um they put music on this placeholder where it should always be about the self at the end of the day. Like music should be relatable for everybody, like in a sense where if I'm writing a song, you have to relate to it. You like or the next person. But I think why a lot of people didn't receive solar power from Lord as well enough as it should have been, not only because it was sonically very different, but also because maybe the focus was not about the self. It was not about the general public, okay. but more so about the self. And oh, I think okay. that's very interesting okay. to see how people will turn on you. Yeah. Or like, let's say like, for example, I like Lord and you like Lana and Lord came up with a song. And obviously everybody's running to it because you know Lord stands yeah, yeah, yeah. and like listeners like people want to indulge in different um facets of art and then like you would come up with this like really shitty opinion about oh fuck that song like it sucks so bad yeah. and then you don't follow up with like a, I an see. opinion about it so yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what I mean like blind you. hot white hate, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know I definitely um I understand I totally understand like you know I think it's very mature to grow up and understand that your favorite artists are not defined by their by your favorite album of theirs you know yeah they are entitled as we've been talking about this entire time they are entitled to explore different avenues exactly of and expression and sometimes necessary. they'll miss yeah and yeah. that's fine and it's fine because it's it just adds to the the diversity of their roof right How yeah uh sorry oeuvre oeuvre yeah yeah i don't know um it it just like stop asking you know your artist to make a second album that's similar to that. Just listen to that and just, and just move on. Babe. Yeah, move on. People like, like you, you know, like us, we have fleeting interests, you know. And I totally respect them as well because they're not just jumping on like you know the capitalist train of what works exactly revenue because exactly yeah. And that's not to say like pop artists, for yeah. example, and if we're talking about the paradigm of music, yeah. right? Pop artists, like, I don't think any of their work is negated because it's actually really good. Yeah. Like, I think pop music is necessary, like, because it taps into maybe a different side of me. Yeah. Because I'm not one-dimensional. One I'm multi-dimensional. Yeah, yeah. And everything is, like, like living within me and yeah. away from me at yeah. the same time. But I think a really good example of that is, like, when 
Lana released Norman fucking Rockwell. Did you listen to that album? I've, I don't. I, I you don't listen to Lana. I, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Lana listener. Okay. Yeah. Um. I think we'll talk about like the types of films and music you like about this, okay. but just to give you context, yeah. um, she released Norman fucking Rockwell, yeah. which I personally think is her best work today. Okay. Like my God, sonically, yeah, visually, lyrically, storytellingly. Yeah. That's not a word. I'll say it. Yeah. And then, like, she released Time Trails Over the Country Club and Blue Bannisters, which is something I have not listened to because the promotional campaign, like, it was, like, to say bad, but not to say I didn't listen to it. I just don't have, like, significance to it. But a lot of people like to shit on them and, like, negate her work there mm-hmm. and say it's, like, bad. When in reality, it's not actually, like, yeah. she's storytelling at the end of the day. Yeah. Anyway, I want to put the focus back on you. Um, This is, it's a hey, bitch on this session right now, right here. Okay. I want it to be completely about you. Let's talk about filmmakers that you like and movies that you like. And I have to ask, are you on Letterboxd? Uh, am I on what? Letterboxd? No, I'm not. Okay. Okay, so Letterboxd is a social media tool okay. that um, that functions basically to log the movies that you've watched. Oh, I've heard about something like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I really love. You posted it. something like this before on your Instagram story. Yes, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. writing yeah, letterbox yeah, yeah. reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're so ridiculous. Anyway, here is mine. Friends are one of my favorite films. Same. Yeah, yeah. I'm writing a my next short story on Substack is gonna be about my time in the shoes of Francis Ha. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and how I thought like moving to like going to Paris for a bit and yeah. coming back would immediately heal me, yeah. but then I rewatched the movie recently and I realized that like she didn't have a shit figured out after Paris. Like life is still just. Mm literally coming together like yeah. day by day yeah it's a very grounding movie it's, it's like so grounding it's like telling everyone like well whoever's watching like yeah it's okay if you don't have it figured out exactly but just like be really immersed and like in what's happening now like oh, in the now yeah, they, they, and like, offer yourself like um understanding I yeah think it's very like important. be be forgiving to yourself exactly 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 yeah. um so i like my top four is the worst person in the world i recently changed and added excuse me Francis Ha and After Yang. I'm not sure if you watched After Yang. I've heard many good things about it. Yeah. It's so good. Like, Kaganada yep. is, like, such a really good filmmaker okay. and a really good visual storyteller. Yep. And then Come On, Come On by Mike Mills, who really writes about, like, coming-of-age movies. Yep. And I love coming-of-age movies um, in a sense that, like, no matter how old you get, you're always coming-of-age. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's like, a very important, it's, like, it's, it's genre. It's very narcissistic and ignorant to be, like, yeah, I think I know everything about life now you know yeah, yeah exactly it's like to say like i'm grown up i don't have to watch cartoons yeah but in reality last night i was indulging in spongebob yeah my dad as well is like always reminds me that he's always learning he's always like at like 50 50 plus years old he's still learning about life he doesn't have it all figured out yeah. reads comics well he calls it graphic novels but um yeah <laughs> it's interesting yeah i i i, I did have like a very long period of time where I was into like Spice of Life. Um, Spice of Life. Just like um Noah Baumbach films. Yeah, like the um, bubble called John yeah, uh, Frenzy Paz. Yeah. Like, um, you know, really like long, long takes, no conversations, just vibes. Yeah. Um, and also like there's so much to tell in like life is life can be boring. Yeah. Life is better boring. Yeah. Patterson. Sorry? Did you watch the movie Patterson no. with Adam Driver? It's a really Oh cool wait. Um okay, no, I think I've heard of it before. Is it also Noah Mamba? No. I'm not sure, but it's like basically like this bus driver who's yeah. a poet. 
Yeah. And he meets this girl. And I think like that was the most defining part of the movie, right? Okay. Where she talks about rain and she writes a poem about it. Uh, and my God, I like I'll send it to you afterward. Yeah, yeah. And I'll read it at the end yeah. of the podcast. It, like, because what I like to do is like I like to listen mm. to the podcast on my own time as yeah. well when I'm cleaning on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, like it's almost narcissistic, yeah, but yeah. I like listening to the people I bring on. Like yeah. it's very important to me. Mm. Um, and I want to hear that like mm. basically like played out yeah. at the end. Anyway, um, you should watch it. It's I will, I will. really long takes. Yeah. Like, you know, the mundanity of yeah, life yeah. and like, you know, like the vacuum of like yeah. things that you can tell stories of. Like if somebody was to look outside of these giant windows right now and look at us and we're not saying anything, yeah. that's also a story to tell. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to that episode. Um, I was just re-listening to it um, while editing it um, earlier today. It's a Saturday, 3.24 p.m., um, just before it goes live. I, it's, I'm not revealing that I'm pretty much a last-minute person, but I've been pretty swamped this week because um, I have a number of things coming up in the pipeline. Really excited to show you what it's going to be about, so I guess stay tuned on my personal Instagram. Um... Anyway, I hope you enjoyed listening to Jordan talk because I I do revere Jordan as this really big-brained individual. And um, a couple of days after having a conversation with him, not even a couple, actually, like like right after two days in a row, I kept having dreams about him and his girlfriend. An individual I have yet to meet. So Vicky, if you're listening to this, hello, nice to meet you. yeah, I just kept having dreams about him. And I think it's because he validated my existence as an artist. Um, yeah, and I'm really excited to see where this goes forward because I-, I think the whole point of this podcast is also for me to grow as an individual and learn learn perspectives and learn opinions and you know form my own from what's readily available. And I think that's exactly what's happened here. So I hope you have some really good takeaways from this week's episode and tune in next Saturday for part two. Anyway, have a good weekend. Bye, bitch.